Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome back to Venice Talks, episode number 52. Hi everybody and welcome back to Venice Talks. Today I have another special guest. She's young, she's fun and she actually talks faster than I do and it is Isabella Mavelia from Greener EU. Ciao Isabella, how are you? Good morning, I'm doing great. Hello everybody. And I told everybody you speak faster than me. Go on girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen. I, I, I take it slow. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. Okay, um, just go very near the microphone because we can barely hear you. Um, where? Uh, so let's start talking about Greener EU. What is Greener EU? So Greener EU um, is um, a desire for a scream for liberty, for freedom, for free femalehood. It's a social startup, mm -hmm. uh, a cultural enterprise inspired actually by the work of my mother, who is a philosopher. Uh -huh. And uh, Greener EU is the practical executive side of uh, sustainable growth uh, and it's um, aimed at realizing uh, the sustainable development goals uh, through innovation and um, digitalization so it's um a, it's a simply said it's a startup mm, okay so since it's a startup when did it start so greener eu actually the desire to create it was born in my master thesis but effectively uh, legally speaking um, it is registered since December 2020, so it's a pandemic baby. Okay, so before we go into Greener EU, then, I think we need to get a bit of a background. Who is Isabella and where do you come from and how did you end up in Venice? Yes, that's, these are wonderful questions. Thank you for asking them. <laughs> so, um, Actually, Isabella, so I am um, Isabella uh, Hanelore Arcangela Maveglia. Uh, oh, la la, that's are, a long name. Yes, <laughs> they are the, the names of my grandmother. So Hanelore mm -hmm. is my German grandmother and Arcangela is my Italian grandmother. So mm -hmm. I'm a fruit of uh, a love between Italy and Germany, as I mm -hmm. like to so I'm half German, half Italian. I was born and raised in Berlin mm -hmm. and I have an international background as I uh, had the honor to go to the international school in Berlin. Mm -hmm. and, uh, then I wanted to do something new and I moved to Paris after my graduation in Berlin. Uh, to study French and social sciences. And I didn't know what I wanted to do um, like practically in my life, but I was pretty sure that um, I had to choose between, um, when I was graduating between uh, at high school, between economics and arts. Mm -hmm. In Marseille, my, um, my life was pinpointed uh, while getting to know my first artisan, mm -hmm. who working on Le Savon de Marseille, uh -huh. um, 
and he had the patronage of the city council and that was where a world opened to me mm -hmm. uh, on cultural heritage and I was working at a theater in the Quai du Rire uh, mm -hmm. when I was there so I, I think I, I really love working with joy and following uh, curiosities and that's where everything started mm -hmm. and I was accepted surprisingly after my summer at Sciences Po in Paris um, and uh, the time in Marseille. I was accepted to the Master of Comparative International Relations at the Cafuscari in Venice. Uh -huh. Very, very joyous, uh, especially because I knew that when you were in uh, Cafuscari, uh, you were also allowed to visit and go to San Servolo for mm -hmm. the um, Venice International University, which is an international consortium of 27 global universities. So uh, there is a Japanese university, American university, uh, German university, LMU. Um, and so this consortium for um, global heritage globalization program uh, and in fact, you know, coming together and celebrating uh, commonly our diversities while studying together with all people from all cultures, mm -hmm. celebrate peace, democracy and the right uh, to study and having access to um, to knowledge. So um, today I'm uh, with my startup. I have the great uh, honor um, to be allowed and be able um, to continue my research, continue following my curiosities, uh, traveling and studying in libraries while producing uh, publications, which I call the SMAPs, so the Sustainable mm -hmm which we will talk about oh yeah of course <laughs> oh yeah yeah we definitely 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 because obviously <laughs> i like the talks but also like the facts <laughs> and my biggest uh let's say my biggest achievement or freedom is that i'm uh, i'm able to wake up in the morning as a woman mm -hmm. um, being able to study being able to continue my discovery my research my publications um, being inspired by great thinkers and um, living life freely, which is not a given under the circumstances in the world, which, which is very um, traumatizing. And I remember a piece of art when I was in Marseille, which was um, in the Musem, the new museum. Uh, it was called The Falling Marseillais. Mm -hmm. uh, by a contemporary artist it was an inst video installation of um, um, the, the famous painting of the Marseillais and basically um, she in this video installation was tripping and she fell mm -hmm. and, and that was to symbolize that freedom our freedoms are very uh, sensible and um, we have to protect them with every mm -hmm. so yes very precarious very precarious so yes. you're very young how old are you <laughs> no, I'm not so young. Uh, I'm joyous, but I'm not that young. I'm 30. <laughs> well, you are young. <laughs> oh, guys, by the way, when you meet her, she looks even younger. But you are young, you silly girl. <laughs> you, I thought you were going to say like I'm 50 or something. <laughs> it's funny okay. because in Italy, like 30 is so is considered as young. So if you're a 30, please move to Italy now <laughs> because of in, in France, everyone, um, you know, they have to prepare the university. So they are like with 18, 21, they're finished with their Bac plus 3. And, and in, in Germany, you know, you're 25, you don't have a pension fund yet, then it's late. <laughs> oh, la la, no, no, you're definitely, you're definitely young. You're definitely young. Also because in Italy, we live longer anyway. So ah, it's, it's, yes, all, it's, uh, it's all, you know, 
know, uh, you know, you have to look in a different perspective. That's why. You're right. Listen, listen, Isabella. So you did a lot of talking and I love the way you explain it because I, I really like this concept of having, uh, um, you, you really, I think of, of most of the organizations that are around in Venice have a moment. You are probably the one that is most focused on sustainability. Okay. Or let's say more, uh, um, yeah, more focused. Okay. So you came up with a series of, uh, yes. con- uh, you know, uh, practical projects, not just talks, because, that, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, yeah, let's do sustainable tourism. Let's talk about this. And this, uh, Italians are very good at doing this, uh, talking and talking and talking. And then, uh, you know, as we say in Italian, tanto fumo niente rosso, a lot of smoke, but then there is no rose to eat. Okay. <laughs> Instead, you actually went down the way of actually putting down on, on a practical, practical level this part of this sustainable tourism. So what did you create? Yes. Um, so I need to say that I wrote my, I was, I was prepared because my uh, master was in comparative international relations and mm-hmm. I wrote my master thesis on Venice, sustainability and tourism. Okay. And, uh, oh, you like winning easy then, didn't you? <laughs> Well, my professor said, I said, I said at the time, I don't know what I'm going to write about. And then he's like, well, just go out and find the first problem that, uh, uh, you know, that you see that you're acquainted oh, with. That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the problem is, as like half Italian, half German, um, maybe it's more the German side. When I put my head to something, mm-hmm. then like I need to finish it up. And so it's t- taken a long time, like five years or more. But it's funny because um, I'm really like, you know, I'm I'm not content with talking about it. I really want to fix Do it. Things. <laughs> Do things, but it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be. I mean, come on, Isabella. I mean, I really like intellectual talking, you know, I, and it's right. You need to talk about things. But then if all they do is just talk, and don't come up with actually practical solutions. What's the point? Exactly, you know? exactly. That's right. So my my focus, so with the idea, I need to fix it. And remember, I come from a family where my mother is a philosopher and my father is, um, at, at the beginning, he was uh, fixing cars and then he had a great accident and uh, he almost lost his leg and he saw oh. The doctors and he, he had this image of the white angels that saved his life and he wanted to become a doctor and then he did it and oh, he wow. was a doctor he works with his hands you know he's like he loves uh, fixing stuff so uh-huh. uh, very practical so me I'm a little bit of a product of a of a, my mother is great philosopher great thinker um, interdisciplinary in um, cultural entrepreneurship as well and uh-huh. um, my father is like the doer so I'm, uh-huh. I, I will not be satisfied with um, not fixing it and actually it, it's like um, something very beautiful but at the same time I won't go until it's done you know so yeah, but that's good and that, that's the way it is. Oh, it's good it's, it's, I, I totally get you I totally yeah. understand so, because I'm alive yeah yeah so my um my my thesis was a theoretical part then I had the chance to go and work for the Council of Europe in Luxembourg and they're working on the cultural itineraries mm-hmm. And uh, I saw, you know, the Via Francigena, the Santiago de Compostela pilgrimage. So there were macrocultural routes, as I call them. Mm-hmm. So I invented the first project for sustainable tourism um, through my startup, uh, which are the SMAPs, the sustainable mm-hmm. maps. 
which are interactive maps that give visibility to cultural heritage through QR codes. And they're printed on recycled algae paper from the Venetian Lagoon. And they give access, you know, there is a convention called the Faro Convention, mm -hmm. which was ratified in Italy only in 2020, although mm -hmm. it was be created in 1970s so someone was uh, not that quick uh, but no it's i know it's in general it's um you know sometimes in bureaucratic processes things oh, are yeah. out of time um but uh, the the idea is that everyone has the right to access cultural heritage Hmm. But the project that I'm, I have uh, created not only gives a physical access because you have, let's say, one of the cultural roots is about the historic coffee route. Mm -hmm. And I had um, created the map for coffee in Venice already before mm -hmm. uh, they approved the big macrocultural route. And the beauty is that this is a cultural heritage, it's uh, intangible cultural heritage, the knowledge how to create these coffee and some breweries still exist today mm -hmm. the thing is it's not only the physical access that is granted through the map because there is a qr code and it shows you how to get there it's actually an intellectual access because in the back of the interactive map um there is a description um and very simply said like a, a timeline a description of what this heritage actually is and what it means mm -hmm. so it was um, an intellectual access in a very simple way, which I like to call the cheat sheet, which was actually a methodology of my mathematics teacher in mm -hmm. um, school in Berlin, uh, which uh, allowed us uh, in both in physics, uh, which I had in higher level and in mathematics to take in like a cheat sheet with formulae um, on, um, you know, the, the things that you needed to know. So the shortcuts, shortcuts. Mm -hmm. So the hybrid maps, the interactive maps, the SMAPs are actually um, like um, a cheat sheet for accessing um, cultural heritage, mm -hmm. starting from Venice. Yeah, we're kind of like uh, small bites that kind of tantalize you to discover more. Exactly, because when somebody um, just pops into venice and maybe they, their background is completely different maybe they live in contemporary world mm -hmm. they have no idea what happened before like the 19th century of course. and of maybe course. they are somehow curious you cannot like uh, slap them with a like 2000 page book uh, of course of course it, it will it will uh, make them well let's say well, let, let, let's <laughs> say the things have changed i mean back in the days before you were born girl uh <laughs> We used to go around with uh, travel books uh, and they were quite thick uh, and people used to read them. Nowadays, we're so used that everything is got to be quick on the phone, you know, like ta-ta-ta-ta. So your map is a great idea. Uh, do they come just in English or in an array of uh, languages? Yes, the maps um, are currently in the museums uh, in Venice, in the civic museums, and they come in three languages, German, Italian and English. Okay, good. And there are 15 maps for Venice. Oh, that's a and lot. Yes, and they okay. are on art, artisanry, so craftsmanship, and mm -hmm. film. And they were presented at the film festival in the Human Safety Net in San Marco as the first startup ever. That oh, was a big honor. And mm -hmm. the Ateneo Veneto, which is the civic center of Venice, uh, which, mm -hmm. you know, is a very important location. And uh, we we have the patronage of the city council, mm -hmm. uh, Council of Europe, and the Veneto Film Commission and the local association. So every map 
um, has at least uh, three points, but some even have 30, like the ancient pastry route has 30 locations. So there's oh, wow. a lot to research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh way, talking about the research, sorry, before I'll stop you for a second, because I, otherwise I forget my question. Who does the research? Do you, I mean, when it came down to the food, did you have to do every single one like I did when I did my book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see me, I, that's why me and you got on so well when we met. <laughs> yes. But I don't know how you do it because my foot size is 43 and I have my, my legs are, are like two meters long. So it's easy <laughs> for me to walk around. <laughs> yeah. And I'm short. Uh, well, you know, I walk fast. I walk it's, fast. Yeah. It's, it's harder <laughs> for you because for me, I like, I need to be honest, like um, I went through a lot of pain also because, you know, in Berlin, we're used to moving with public transport. Oh, but, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, my my leg and my foot remember the research. Yeah. <laughs> even though, even though I got to say, when I was in Berlin last year, I didn't use. Uh, I only used the underground from the airport to my hotel, and then I walked everywhere. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah, well, so because I'm used to Venice, so for me it was, and I think it was. I mean, yeah, it's true. The distances were quite big, but it was uh, interesting because mainly your historic center is concentrated in one area anyway so it was quite easy to to manage it but it's nice walk though you know it's yes. a bit I mean I'm not saying similar to Venice because of course it's not but the idea yeah you know what I found similar to Venice the safety I mm. felt as safety in Berlin as I feel when I'm walking around in Venice mm, yes and moreover actually this takes me to my second project the hybrid agenda okay I created. See, I'm good. I'm good at this, am I? Yeah. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> Which we have both for Venice and for Berlin. Oh, right. So, I know that. Yeah. The hybrid agenda is a project which tackled a very specific problem, which was um, orienting yourself in a new city, mm -hmm. especially like in the administration part. So, it's about attracting residents to come live in Venice or uh -huh. in. And I created it for Berlin as well because. Uh, there are some pages where you know you the bureaucracy sometimes is so difficult mm. so I created a cheat sheet where you just have the QR codes like how uh, that take you to the direct website where you have to fill out the form of the city councils you know mm. so the okay. English agenda which also is there in the original language you know German and Italian um, for the Italian agenda and German for the German and basically there is a sheet where um, so the agenda is printed on recycled paper as always but one page specifically shows you like the local farmers market how to buy sustainable how to support this, the farmers which is really important uh, all throughout Europe especially in France and G in Germany right now mm -hmm. as a Berliner I understand that um there are some very big issues concerning this because um, there has been a focus on the maximization of the ROI, the rate over return. So mm -hmm. um, big companies focus on um, having the lowest product served for the highest price possibly sold at. Mm -hmm. So this um, is called uh, capitalism and maximization of the products. And as a social enterprise, so as a startup, um, and as a follower of uh, Günther Faltin, which is a professor uh, of the Entrepreneurship uh, Institute in the FU Berlin, basically the philosophy is to make ends meet for the startup, but actually having positive externalities onto the society. So in practice, we give visibility to the local farmers markets, Just uh, that's just one positive externality, to have consumers rather go 
to to buy directly at the farmers markets at the stores of the farmers instead mm. of going through intermediaries mm. that aim at maximizing such as you know i don't want to ma- name names but for yeah, sure yeah. many yeah, yeah. I understand 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 yeah. this is available for venice as well yes that's correct and in Venice, we also have the fish markets and the contact uh, directly to the um, you know, sustainable uh, fishing is because nutrition is a big deal. And I also have like a, a part where it says, you know, what fruit and vegetables to buy in which seasons. And how oh, to- that's good. That's good. Yeah. Because it's one thing that I got to say. I mean, obviously, my the old generation, my old generation, more or less, we still know. But it's something I think that the new yes. generation, uh, you, you know, you used to we have no your fault but you used to find that fruits and vegetables of all sorts all time of the year and it's like normal for the young generation to say oh well i want to eat strawberries in the middle of december or something when obviously strawberries shouldn't be available in the middle of december so it's a it's a great uh, great uh, idea where do they find this uh, kind of diary agenda Yes. So um, the direct way is just to go to our website, greeneryu.com slash shop, and you find mm-hmm. everything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are in Venice, you can go in San Marco into the uh, sustainability bookshop of uh, the Human Safety Net, uh-huh. which is on just uh, next to San Marco, next to the church. So is there, now, isn't it, sorry, isn't it next to the safety net one you're talking about? Isn't it next to the um, Olivetti store? Yes, exactly. Next ah, okay. To, yeah, yes, not next to the church, uh, next to the Olivetti store. Yeah. Yes, it's on the left of uh, La Vena Cafe and yeah. uh, Padri Cafe. So exactly. there's a little bookshop at the entrance and you can find our, our agendas there. And um, we are also uh, in several different bookshops like La Toletta, Rimani, Libreria Qualta. So we are, but mm. the safest way because we are often sold out because we only sell, um, we only uh, print what we sell. So we try ah. to make big numbers. Okay. So if you order directly online, it will be produced for you personally. So oh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, do they find the maps as well in the bookshops or not? Yes. Yes. Ah, see, see, see. But okay. also then they're always sold out because we have so many different types and there are 15 maps in three languages. Okay. So if you want to be 100% sure that you get what you want and not what is there. So you uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. That's <laughs> yeah. great. That's a great thing. Another thing that I noticed, hold on, because I'm going back to your projects. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, you also organize events, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, let's talk about these events. What kind of events do you organize? Okay. Um, So, well, actually now um, our third project, which is our last project, is the Venice Smart Card. And it uh, resolves a very specific problem for nomads. Um, You know, Venice is a city with decreasing residents. Mm -hmm. So I see my philosophy is that every problem is an opportunity, actually. Absolutely. So why not invent something new that helps people understand the beauty of Venice and attracts new residents? So I launched the Venice Smart Card, which is a beautiful, beautiful project for many people who maybe are working remotely, who are smart workers, and they want to try something new. Mm -hmm. Basically, the Smart Card gives you access to luxury hotels to Mm -hmm. have 
like disseminated uh, co-working spaces in Venice. So basically you can take your smart card and your laptop and go to one of the partner hotels and spend all day at the hotel as if it were your office. Oh, <laughs> oh I didn't realize that's what it was. I mean, I yeah. keep reading, I keep seeing that you were posting things, but I didn't get this. Oh, I know a few people. Venetians as well but uh, yes. we'll be happy with this okay that's a great Beautiful, idea because the hotel is actually like as if it were a no man's land because it's like there is no residence or there there's no people who are staying in a hotel all the time right mm-hmm. so the lobby is actually not used and the conference rooms are always empty which is so sad because they're so beautiful so okay. the idea was like a lot of residents are also angry with new hotels because yeah. they are not able to have, do anything with it so um reconquering the hotel space for like locals as well is a beautiful thing but we are just starting this um uh harmony so Mm -hmm. there are very stringent rules for both sides you know so Mm -hmm. we want to have a long-term relationships with the hotels and of course happy remote workers so uh, we also have a list you know in some places like may, they may, might be a dress code in other places there of might course. be some hours where we are allowed to go like only in the afternoon so, so first of all how many hotels agreed to this so we have 12 hotels right now that's quite good uh what range of hotels are they Yes, we have five star hotels, we have three star hotels, we have four star hotels, and we have okay. a park at the beach. So oh, you're okay. from the beach, like with your feet into <laughs> at the beach. Okay. Uh, what's, what, what, uh, in terms of space, uh, you're allowed to use maybe certain, or do they also allow you to use, I don't know, maybe the bar or something like that? Yes, you can use uh, anything and every contract is individual. So when you okay. check in as a remote worker, you get like a little tour and you get discounts as well. And you get access to places which usually uh, nobody knows about, which is oh. so fantastic. I found in San Marco, I found a hotel with a terrace. And oh. in Paris, you, there is nobody ever. <laughs> so- oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So how does it work? You get your smart card online, of course. Is that a physical card or is it like a, a voucher or something that you download yes. on your phone and when so- you show we had an, a launch event, so I, I also answer your question. I don't want to be like a politician that don't doesn't answer the question. Yeah, so I yes, know, but because we're not politicians, we're people, but we are practical people. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, that's why yes. I like you, Isabella. Go on. Yes. Yeah. So the answer to your question is we organize events like on the uh, 14th of December. We had a beautiful event in one of our partner hotels with uh, several sponsors, which mm-hmm. are local shops like fruit shops and uh, local producers, which actually get gain in visibility from these um, neo-residents you know there is a Spanish mm-hmm. group there is a French group there is German you know there are different people mm-hmm. who are coming from different places and there are Venetians that maybe don't know about the local shops so they did some advertising for themselves and the people were very happy and they're mm-hmm. going to buy you know in the fruit shop rather than in the uh, maybe mass produced other things so mm-hmm. that was a good moment and that event was beautiful um, because uh, the smart card is consigned so when you buy it online you get the direct uh, you can use it directly the digital form but you get a letter uh, like and the smart card in physical which is very beautiful like golden writing yeah. and everything and you nice. get your personal letter 
um, with a, a benevolent wish for you and the future of Venice. Um, and this letter is then hidden in the room 208 in a, in a very specific hotel, which I won't name right now, but it's a little bit mysterious because um, this hotel has a lot of rooms, but there is no room 208. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, yeah, but there is a space in the cachet of the letters at the reception. So since there was a space, but no one was using it, we conquered that cachet. And now uh, it's a little bit, you know, like people who like uh, maybe reading books and things like that. That's yeah. where the stories start, you know, because yeah. this are... is so interesting. I mean, I think this this um, this idea, I mean, of all the things that you just told me, this smart card idea is amazing. I really think that, uh, you know, BBC and people like this should talk about this because I think it's one of the biggest problems that, um, you know, uh, I'm not just talking about digital uh, nomads, travelers and stuff like that, but even, you know, when you have journalists coming over, they've staying here for a yeah. while. Let's talk about when people come over for the Biennale, when they came over for the film festivals and stuff. Yeah. It's one of the problems that they have sometimes is, and even local bloggers, because, uh, you know, I, I know a couple of people, but when I tell them about this, it will be very interesting. But they need to find a, a co-working space. And it's very hard to, to do in Venice. It's, it's yeah. not that easy. So I think this is a great, a great, a great, 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 great idea. Well yeah. done, Isabella. See, it takes a German. Thank you. <laughs> it takes a German. <laughs> Oh, no, I love it. I love flair. it because Isabella, Isabella, you literally combined the flair and um, you know creativity of an Italian yes. with uh, the faro logistics of a German. <laughs> you are perfect. I mean, you're I mean, you need you need to be the next uh, mayor of Venice. Forget about the one we've got at the moment. <laughs> well, the beauty is that I have also double passport, so it's oh. possible. <laughs> okay oh so it's possible okay let's but let's all but vote however, for Isabella then yes however I'm I'm going in places where I'm called and uh, in some places um I, I I seek for happiness and for joy and when there is too much um maybe competition or negativity or you know arm uh, fights or something I'm out so yeah. I really no, I, no, it's, it's, called, it's called smart, that's called smart working. Yes. <laughs> There's no point of killing yourself when you know, ah, I hate, I'm exactly the same. I like to be the one, the first one to do something. The moment that everybody else is copying me, you can have it. I'll move on to something else. That's but fine you know, the beauty is money when, when somebody is copying you and it has happened by somebody really, really big that they were stealing, like they told, took our um, illustration. Mm. You know, I was, I first, the first impact was like, oh, it was a hit in the heart. The second was like, oh, maybe I should take it as a compliment. We yeah, were I know, <laughs> I know, but in Venice, uh, I got to say, uh, is I hate Venice in that sense because the moment you invent something within 10 minutes, you have 20 other people that cannot be bothered to do their own research and work. They just <laughs> copy you. It's okay at up to a point. And then it gets very annoying because, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I saw it with my Chiquetti tour. I saw with all of my other tours. I saw with my, I'm waiting to see how long it's going to take for somebody to come up with the idea of a podcast. But, you know, considering that the Venetians have, don't speak such good English, maybe, maybe. <laughs> It might be in for a while. 
maybe we're safe in this no but um i think it's um i'll just take it as a compliment because sometimes it's you know um because at the end of the day i also had some harsh uh memories you know experiences mm -hmm. and i just keep the lesson to myself and just keep it on the light side and on the happy yeah. side because yeah. life is too short to, to uh, be absolutely <laughs> you, and you know what well, you need to surrender yourself with positive people that's the best thing exactly. to do. but Lisa, for the for the thing of um of the politics and mayor uh actually i it's not the first time i hear it and i would be very happy to contribute <laughs> if somebody needs uh, some wild young uh, energy I um, know. but i i really want to make things happen and what often happens when people slide into politics you don't make things about... happen at all exactly you end up not making things happen yeah. i know i know i know I, it so was a actually, joke actually i would no no it's it's um it makes sense um what you said but actually right now i feel like um it my bank account maybe is not agreeing but i feel like the richest woman in the world <laughs> because i have all my freedoms and i really exactly the listeners who are maybe not living in venice to really sort of um come along and join our communities like in january we had a, a meeting in a beautiful hotel uh, to launch the year with um, our hybrid agenda and the users of the hybrid agenda and we aligned our personal goals like like because there is a page where you can set your yearly goals with the goals of the united nations sustainable development goals and the moment where we were there with our community and we said you know we are here to support each other and we're going to do great things And and then we we have a series of you know uh, dinners and lunches with friends like of the community and we move mm -hmm. from house to house everyone cooks for each other and so it's so beautiful also to learn from from each other and to get to know like the different produce now there is a new map I'm doing about the wine in Venice and nice. you know there's so discover yes and and I think it's also so important to support the producers and order maybe the things online directly from the farm so I ordered 12 kilos of uh, legumi legumes uh, from Norcia my god what are you gonna do with 12 kilos <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feed the city of Venice <laughs> It's a lot. That's a lot. Not a lot. It's yearly consumption. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they last long. They last long. Because because the legumes are protein, so yeah, that's true. You know, meat is good. I'm not vegetarian, but and also I order honey, but also I order two kilo of wax so I can create candles with our group. Oh, nice. We have workshops of how to own candles and the wax supports the bee makers because they get some extra support you know so um the honey makers so they get some extra yeah. and we're going to make some beautiful salt so we're going to you know, here we have a bunch of activities which with our community which cool. and so let's remind the uh, listeners where they can find you both online and also on the social medias yes so um online you can find us on greenereu.com so like green ereu.com and mm -hmm. um on social media as well on linkedin and instagram uh, greenereu and uh, also the maps if you want to see how these maps are being created because there's a lot of research involved mm -hmm. you can uh, follow on instagram smaps so sustainable maps s m a p s 1001 
um on instagram and then of course if you want to follow a crazy adventurer no no not crazy but a wild adventurer who is uh, uh having these experience which is me isabella you can follow me on instagram ella marmella mm-hmm. which is bit of a creative side adventurous side of meeting you know the people doing the research uh, because I think that's my that's the most beautiful part for me personally um, as a curious person is is having um, this journey and this experience and meeting people like you so yeah (laughs) Isabella it was so nice talking to you you're such a breath of fresh air it's so nice I love it I mean I know that when we met uh, I think the people in the room were like oh gosh (laughs) because we literally just were making so much noise <laughs> and I was so happy to finally somebody that was meet, uh, matching my energy because oh. you know usually I'm the one that's like uh, Monica come down Monica come down don't shout don't feel and I was like oh finally somebody was just like me <laughs> I understand you well you know I I really want to spend some more time with you and I would like to um invite you um for something very special so we have a free map which is um, sponsored by our partners and it was a moment where my life changed when I went to Ischia I'm gonna Mm. wrap it up quickly this um island is very special they have natural thermal springs Mm-hmm. Which, which with the minerals of the soil and the water of this natural thermal spring bring you a lot of positive properties and this interactive map has been certified by the university federico secondo of naples and oh, nice. the Alberghi terme which is a national institution um and uh, we have had several sponsors such as hotels and uh, thermal th- thermal st- uh, establishments mm-hmm. so uh, if you want to for free download this map um mm-hmm. online it's a greeneru.com/iskiamap uh, this map is uh, for free because of thanks to the sponsors and it's uh, the first map ever made of the island of Ischia from Mario oh. Cartaro in the 16th century Nice. And thanks to the Duke of um, Negombo who gave me this map, we had the chance to do the research. So which type of ther- natural thermal water has which type of positive property for several pathologies like, you know, eczema mm-hmm. or different things, but also just as a beauty cure or for sport uh, reasons. Cool. And relax there so if you want to download the map for free and Thank we're you. also organizing a trip so if you might want to consider. okay i'll work on that i'll work on that <laughs> isabella it was so nice talking to you and thank you again i can't i can't wait to see what a new idea you come up with because you are like a, a gold mine you are as I swear i mean if everybody in venice worked as hard as you do oh Aww. my god things will be changing so much Thank you thank again you for people. talking to us. Thank you for your time. Have a nice day. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, ciao. Thank you again, Isabella, for the lovely chat. You can find Isabella at www.greeneru.com and on Instagram at greeneru. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog, www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at Cooking Venice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featured in the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? 
At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.